Nevertheless, our beloved Ustad is with us this beautiful Monday morning. I hope he's not a blue Monday for my Ustad because when he comes in, I look at him first. I see his energy and his power. <laughs> Come on, Tom Rajab, the 18th of Rajab Ustad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu fikum wa rafat. Jazakallahu khayt to our technicians, Brother Junaid Khan and Brother Riyaz Hussein. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد all praise is due to Almighty Allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader Nabi Muhammad Mustafa صلى الله عليه وسلم Today we focus on chapter number 57, Suratul Hadid, the chapter on iron and steel. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala mentions us, mentions in the beginning that everything in the heavens, in the skies, in the earth, are glorifying Almighty Allah and they are reading the tasbih, Subhanallah wa hamdihi wa immin shay'in illa yusabbihu bihamdihi. وَلَاكِنْ لَا تَفْقَهُونَ تَسْبِيحَهُمْ But you human beings and jinn, you don't understand this, but the other creation, all of them, are singing the praises of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. Who is Almighty Allah Jalla Wala? وَهُوَ عَلِيمٌ بِذَاتِ الصُّدُورِ He knows everything that we have in our bosoms, all our secrets, all our hidden agenda, ulterior motive. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala praising the Sahaba, the beloved companions of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. La yastawi minkum man anfaqa min qabli al-fathi wa qatil. You will not be equal compared to those people who made the initial sacrifices in Makkah Mukarramah. They were dicing with death and before the Fatih Makkah, the conquest of Makkah. أُولَٰئِكَ أَعْظَمُ دَرَجَةً مِّنَ الَّذِينَ أَنْفَقُوا مِنْ بَعْدُ وَقَاتَلُوا Those who made the initial sacrifices, their reward is much more superior. And those who embrace Islam on the occasion of Fatih Makkah, that is when the conquest of Makkah took place and subsequently, they also will be rewarded. But remember, وَكُلَّوْ وَعَدَ اللَّهُ الْحُسْنَى For all the beloved students and companions of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is Jannah. And this is in chapter 57, verse number 10. Therefore we, the Ahalu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, are unanimous on this issue. As-Sahaba tukulluhum udul. All the Sahaba radiallahu anhum are just and will enter Jannah. Anbiya alayhimu salatu salam, the messengers, peace be upon him, them were selected by Almighty Allah and not elected by people. And they are ma'asum, they never ever commit a sin. Yes, they can make a mistake, there can be an error in judgment. That is for anbiya and messengers alayhimu salatu salam. Sahaba radiallahu anhum are mahfuz. Yes, they make mistakes, they commit sins also, but remember they made tawbah and repented. Almighty Allah Jalla Wala forgave them. Hence, none in the world has the right to castigate and criticize them. 
and if we do so, Surah 9, Surah Tawbah, verse 79, those who mock and castigate and ridicule the Sahaba, Allah will mock them, and for them is a terrible, horrible punishment. Almighty Allah Jalla wa speaks of the munafikeen and the hypocrites, those who only paid lip service to Islam on the day of justice, they will say, Give us a portion of your light and effulgence and radiance to the believers, meaning how in this world we have big problems when there's load shedding. These people will not have the nur and the celestial light and radiance. So therefore, it's of paramount importance we do good deeds and all may Allah, Jalla wa Allah, will grant us that light. Alam ya'ani lilladheena amanu an takhsha qulubuhum li thikrillah. What has the time not come for you, the people of Iman, that you humble your hearts and you bring about the quality of devotion and make zikr of Allah. When Fudayl bin Ayaz, the sage of the age, rahimahullah, heard this verse, he turned his life and became a waliullah, a special friend of all, Allah jalla wala. O oh, human being, look at this life we are leading. Almighty Allah speaks of the three stages. Whilst we are in our formative years, then it is playing. When we were very, very young, then it was marbles and top and all soccer and cricket and so forth. Nowadays it is computer games and playstations and cell phones and what have you. Then when you grow up, now you are 15, 18, 20. Now it is the mutual rivalry and competition. My car must be better than yours. My clothing must be better than yours. And then you find that people show off with their cell phones and their computers and all these things here. But they will say they are the best of friends. And now when we're 50, 60, 70 years old, what a car, now they are counting their assets and property, counting their children, grandchildren, and so forth. So that is the reality of life. Why did all Matyallah send the messengers and divine scriptures? Lakad arsalna rusulana bil bayinat. All Matyallah sent the Quran Sharif, and all Matyallah sent the messengers with clear signs and miracles. Wal mizan, and with the scale, liyakum an nasabil qist, so that the people must lead a life with justice. وَأَنزَلْنَا الْحَدِيدِ The surah is called Hadid. Allah Ta'ala sent down the steel, فِيهِ بَعْسٌ شَدِيدٌ So people can use it during war. So see today the missiles and rockets and what have you. وَمَنَافِئُ nas And there's great benefit for people. Today if the Jews or Christians, they embrace Islam, remember all Matyallah states, يُؤْتِكُمْ كِفْلَيْنِ مِنْ رَحْمَتِهِ All Matyallah will reward them double the amount. May all Matyallah keep us steadfast. Allah, today in Tafsir, we will start the same surah, chapter number 57, Surah Al-Hadid. We'll discuss in detail, inshallah, at 5 past 1. Half past 1 will be from the archives. 2 o'clock will be our report back, inshallah. And 8 to 10 tonight, inshallah, will be Q&A with Mohan Arafat, Hatya, and myself. Barakallahu feekum. 
Jazakumullah khairan Mustad. Let's begin inshallah this beautiful Monday morning. Mufti Sab, assalamu alaikum. I am from Rustenburg. Alhamdulillah. I have finally been accredited for going for Hajj this year, 1440, after about four years, Ustad. I have heard that it is acceptable to pay Sawuk with interest. Is it permissible, Ustad? Remember that all of you who are going for Hajj, so continue reading Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse number 128. So, O oh Allah, you show us the places of Umrah and Hajj, and forgive us, O oh Allah, verily you are of forgiving, very, very merciful. The question regarding taxes, you have to pay tax to a government, duty, customs, whatever you want to call it. So our fatwa regarding that will be, yes, you can pay that with interest money and so forth. So your payment to Sahuk, I don't know what is the amount, but let's just say it is 1,000 rand or 2,000 rand or whatever. I'm not sure what the amount is. So the question posed is, can you pay that with interest money? So remember, many ulama will say, yes, it is permissible. My advice to you, it is the journey of hajj. So rather pay it with lilla money, but if you pay with interest money, so that also will be acceptable and permissible. But better you pay with your lilla money, it is the journey of hajj, so do not contaminate it, inshallah. Well, so let us go to Zambia, Mufti Sab. May Allah grant Mufti Sab long life and acceptance in his dini activities, inshallah. Amin. Could Mufti Sab elaborate the issue of the dua after Eid Salah? Is it a bid'ah or a sunnah practice? We start from Zambia. Eid Salat or Eid Salat? Eid, Eid, E-I-D. Ah. So remember that after Eid Salah, where Eid means for our people who are not Muslims, you know we have two Eids, meaning the days of our celebration. When the month of Ramadan is finished, then we start the first of Shawwal, so we have a Eid prayer. That is a special prayer to thank Almighty Allah Jalla when the hujjaj pilgrims complete the main aspect of hajj and that is wukuf arafat standing day in arafat then the, the, the next day the tent of Zilhijjah is idul adha is another celebration so the question posed is regarding the dua when we study the seerah mubarakah of mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam so you see that Mustafa sallallahu made all the du'as in the ending of the second khutbah. So you know Eid day, first the Eid Salat is read, and thereafter the khutbah, the sermon is rendered, and in the ending of the second sermon, so in the sermon you make the du'as, so that is the sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now the question is posed, that after the Eid Salat, before the khutbah, you make dua. So yes, that is permissible. There is no problem with that. So remember, it is definitely permissible. However, if a person did not make dua and he continued with the khutbah, so the Salat is valid, the khutbah is valid, everything is valid. We should not make these type of issues into big, big issues and this, this type of tissues into issues because remember, it is the day of Eid, so do not mar it with unnecessary controversy. Ustad, there's a student saying, Mufti Sab, I am a matric student in a Muslim school. My school will be hosting a matric farewell dinner in December and in a hall outside our locality in which students attend with their parents. 
However, most of the male students come dressed in suit and tie, while the female students come very modestly dressed. And uh, let's say the dinner ends with advice by an alim. Ustad, uh, can we go for Brother, start? remember that we are still in March. I see you already worried about November and December, brother. I think you've got a long istikhara to make. So <laughs> we must remember, brother, all this is not permissible. This is the problem today. You must remember that the name they call Islamic school, Muslim school, this school, that school, this university. But remember, we want to mimic the West. So where is this in Islam? We must have a, you know, Alvida party and farewell party and all that for the meticulous. All this is just to imitate and mimic the West. Remember, the more we imitate them, the more we relegate ourselves and we debase ourselves. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala no statement. This you must write and put in your house. Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anu when they conquered Palestine in the year 637, Gregorian calendar said, Nahnu qawmun, we are a people, a'azzan allahu bil-islam, Almighty Allah gave us honor because of Islam. We do not give Islam honor, Islam gave us honor. وَمَهْمَا نَتْلُبُ غَيْرَهُ لَأَذَلَّنَ اللَّهِ And any other ism you seek, then Almighty Allah will humiliate us. Look at the Muslim countries, look at the Arab countries, majority of them humiliated disgrace because, remember, they think the West is the best and white is right. Mm-hmm. So that is the problem today. So all this type of alwida and farewell not permissible at all, nor for male, nor for female. Who said in my mom's will, it states that all the siblings must get one-third for the girls and two-thirds for the boys. Uh, the will also states that my brother who passed on, his share must be given to his son. His son is no longer Muslim and goes to church, etc. Is he entitled to inherit to start? Yeah, there are three issues. When a Muslim person passes away, then remember the first thing will be burial, funeral expenses. Second will be the debts of the deceased must be paid to the creditors, whether it's personal debts, corporate debts, company debts. Remember, this must be expedited. Justice delayed is justice denied. And the third one is wasiya. Wasiya is for non-heirs. For example, you say that this person or that person or this organization, for example, you say Marcus Sahaba or Radio Ansar or whatever, so you are bequeathing to them. So that is what you bequeath. So if a person became a murtad, Allah forbid, he left Islam, chose some other faith and religion, so that person cannot inherit, you cannot bequeath for him as well. However, if the children of that person are Muslim, so then you can bequeath for them. So now that person passed away or he became a murtad, but the children are Muslim, so you could bequeath for them. That's fine, the children of that person there. And because they won't be heirs. And the next one will be that you, the father or mother, passed away. So remember the surviving spouse. That husband passed away, the wife will inherit 12.5%. Wife passed away, the husband will inherit 25%. Then the residue, the remainder, will go to the children, sons and daughters, ratio 2 to 1. 
However, if the deceased parents are alive, both of them or one of them, they must inherit. If both are alive, one-sixth, one-sixth is their share. And then the children get the remainder. And if one of them is alive, then remember they get one-sixth only. And because both get one-sixth, one-sixth separately, independently. And then the remainder will go to the children, and that will be the ratio two to one. Mm. Ustad, you have to listen to this. That's our very good friend, uh, Sister Natasha and Brother Marvin. Uh, she says, uh, morning, my senior mentor, teacher Mufti. I had a very bad, terrible weekend. Myself and my beloved husband, the attorney, as you say, always, we got hijacked in Mall of the Africa. Uh, please pray for us. Uh, we don't know why this is happening to us, but we are good people. We never, ever break the laws of God. This is Sister Natasha. And she's saying, can I ask a question, Ustad? Yes, go ahead, Sister Natasha. Please ask your question. Uh, why does the Quran talk about Jesus more often than Prophet Muhammad? Pray for us, uh, Ustad. Okay, Sister mm. Natasha, Brother Marvin, we offer our sympathy. And obviously, we mm. know South Africa has become the crime capital of the world. And mm. there are so many unsavory things happening. So I want you, Sister Natasha, I want you, Brother Marvin, you are listening to us live here on Marcus Sahaba, Radio Lansar, and obviously the trauma to face the barrel of the gun <laughs> or to face the crooks in the eye and so forth. You know the trauma it goes through. So only all Allah can protect us and save us. I want you to read one word with me. And whenever you lock your car, whenever you lock your home, whenever I'm going to go for prayer now, so just nine, ten minutes time or so, so whenever we go out, so remember that, in fact, here in front of my house, there's no lights for the past three, four months. You know, street lights I'm talking about. So we have all these problems. So what should we read? So I want you to read with me simple and daily you must read this. Read with me. Ya Raqibu. Ya Raqibu. R-A-Q-I-B-U. Ya Raqibu. Ya Raqibu. Ya Raqibu. Ya, you are an English teacher, Sister Natasha. So Ya is vocative. So we're addressing the Almighty. Oh, beloved Allah. Oh, God, capital G. Raqibu, you are the all-observing. You protect us. You guard us. You protect us from the enemy and the hijackers and the murderers and the rapers and all of them, oh, Almighty. So you read Ya Raqibu, Ya Raqibu, Ya Raqibu seven times and Almighty Allah, special mercy will envelope you. And if you want, then you read Surah chapter 12, verse number 64. Surah chapter 12, verse 64. I always tell my wife that she knows this verse by heart, and I always tell her, her friends and people who contact her, she must tell them to always memorize and read this verse. فَاللَّهُ خَيْرٌ حَافِظًا Almighty Allah is the best of protectors, mm-hmm. and He, Almighty Allah, is the most merciful one to show mercy. So my advice to you, Sister Natasha, you might find it surprising, but do it. MashaAllah, MashaAllah means very good with the help and mercy of Almighty Allah, that Almighty Allah saved you. Amen. You went through the trauma, maybe they stole your cell phone or something else. 
take out two rand, five rand, ten rand, and give it out in charity to any poor person, and say, we thank you, O Almighty Allah, that the matter and situation could have been much worse. Allah forbid if they pull the trigger. Allah forbid if they murdered us. So many things happen. So it is only the mercy of Almighty Allah that we are still living, and yes, that is what we have to do. Read Ya Raqibu and Fallahu Khairun Hafida wa Warhamur Rahimin, chapter 12, verse 64. Why was Isa alayhi salatu salam, Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, his honorable name mentioned much more than that of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi salam. So sister, if you want to know that, now let us go through and explain to you. Nabi Isa alayhi salatu salam, Prophet Jesus' name is mentioned 25 times in the Noble Quran. Prophet Adam, peace be upon him, his name is mentioned 25 times in the Noble Quran. We find that as Nabi Isa salam's honorable mother, her name is mentioned 34 times in the Noble Quran. The messenger and the prophet whose name is mentioned the most in the entire Quran is Prophet Musa, Prophet Moses, peace be upon him. 136 times he was dark in complexion and all Allah elevated him so much. The last messenger, Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam, his honorable name is mentioned four times in the Noble Quran. And chapter 47 is dedicated to the last messenger, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi sallam. So you can see yourself that the people who they find, you must remember so much discussion, so all Allah will mention their name more. Isa alayhi salatu salam, Prophet Jesus, his birth is miraculous. So what happened? The Christians went and then they brought about Trinity. 300 years or so after the Isa alayhi salam, Prophet Jesus' time, and that is how they introduced Trinity, the Pauline theory and so forth. You go and study it. So they elevated Jesus to divinity and they made him the son of God. When you study Judaism, then they said, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, Ibn Zaniya, the son of Ahalot. Islam came and brought the right path and said, No, a mighty, mighty messenger of all, mighty Allah, Jalla he, Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, and his honorable mother, Mary the Virgin, Maryam al-Adra, we say in Arabic, Mary the Virgin, so both are ayatain, both are signs and symbols of all, mighty Allah. Allah, Jalla is showing us his absolute authority, power. Allah created Nabi Adam alayhi salam without parents. Allah Ta'ala created Hawa, Eve, without a female. Allah Ta'ala created Jesus, Prophet Jesus, without a male. It shows the absolute control, power, authority, sovereignty of all Mithya Allah Jalla Therefore, Isa means to be fe in complexion. Maryam, the mother, means Abida, the worshipper of all Mithya Allah. So that are the reasons and rationale. May Allah Ta'ala protect you, Marvin, Natasha, your family, and protect all of us. Amin, Amin, Amin. Ifum, Amin. Ustad, Sister Natasha says, thank you so much. May, all, uh, may God always be with you. They say they are still traumatized. Uh, Marvin and uh, Sister Natasha are not going to work today. Marvin was hit uh, by a gun with this uh, four or five people of them, Ustad. So, Allah Ta'ala protect you, Brother Marvin. You also read Ya Raqibu, Ya Raqibu. And every day Marvin and Sister Natasha 
give out one rand, two rand charity, and Allah, and make that intention, O Almighty, protect us from all the calamities and misfortune. So if you do that, Almighty Allah, special mercy will envelope you. So someone is asking here, what is the ruling of shaving the head and shaving the moustache? And did Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shave his head or moustache? This is from Dubai, Ustad. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shaved his hair Mubarak when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam performed Umrah, the smaller pilgrimage. And when the Master alayhi salatu salam performed Hajj, then the Master Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam shaved the hair Mubarak. So remember that is why Sahaba say hadith in Bukhari Sharif, la sha'aratuna habbu ilayya ilayna min ad-dunya wa ma fiha one one hair of Muhammad Mubarak of Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam our people say Bal Mubarak mm-hmm. so is more significant to us than the whole world and whatever it contains so when the hair Mubarak was shaved then it was distributed among the Sahaba and beloved companions and students of Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam regarding the mustache Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam said Malam yaakhuz min sharibihi falaysa minna he who does not trim his moustache he who does not shave and clean his moustache is not of us Islam does not allow the moustache to grow so long that it goes over the upper lip and everything so that is unacceptable in Islam everything is cleanliness is next to godliness so the hadith in Sunan Nasai so best is to trim it but if you shave it also it is permissible so lengthen the beard and remove the moustache that is what Islam teaches. Mm. Subhanallah. We said we go to Maputo this uh, Monday morning. Uh, there's a brother by the name of uh, Ahmad Ismail. Mufti Sab, uh, we're requesting your du'as. Please, urgently, here in Beira, a lot of people are passing away. I don't know if Mufti Sab heard of this. I think cyclone will start. Yes, Allah Ta'ala make it very easy for the people in Beira. We've been to Beira last year, 2018, and beautiful, wonderful coastal city. Allah Jalla Wala knows best. Mm. Remember when calamities come, وَبَلَوْنَاهُمْ بِالْحَسَنَاتِ وَالسَّيِّعَاتِ لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ Sometimes Allah Ta'ala puts people through difficulty and sometimes through ease. But in both cases, it is a trial. So all of you in Beira, tell the honorable imams to read Kunut and Nazila. Try and help everyone, whether it's Muslim or non-Muslim, in any form. Give them shelter, give them money and so forth. For the non-Muslims, you can give them lilla sadaqa, Muslims give them zakat and so forth. And obviously that the authorities there, definitely that the, if you look at statistics, they cannot manage with what is happening and so forth. Limited amount of resources they have. So read, Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasanata wa qinada banar. Those who passed away with iman, remember they became shuhada and shaheed. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, wal people who drown they are shuhada people who pass away in these type of circumstances with iman and islam are shuhada so that is my advice always beg all Allah for afiyah and hifada 
Afiyah, safety and comfort and hifadat for protection. May all Almighty Allah alleviate your plight and make things easy for the children, for the women and the people of Beira. Yes, you are in our du'as and all Almighty Allah protect the Ummah wherever we are from all calamities and catastrophes. Amin, Amin, Thumamin. Ustad, one more question. Somebody says a rewards for sabr. When many people don't pay you for your work, so you get in debt because they haven't paid you, Ustad. Remember that there are two parts to this. Number one, the rewards for sabr. Surah 2, verse 155, 156. Almighty Allah teaches us, Give glad tidings to those people who exercise patience and endurance. When a calamity befalls them, like the people of Beira say, Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. We belong to Allah and unto Allah is the return. And read, O people of Beira and people who are not paid and so forth, <laughs> Allahumma ajurni. You join the meme with the alif. Allahumma ajurni fi musibati. O Almighty Allah, that you reward me in my calamity. Wahlufli khairam mina. You grant me something better, O Almighty Allah. The hadith in Mishka Sharif, Mustad Ahmed. So the people who are employed and the employer does not pay them timelessly, then they are zalim and oppressors. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam said that you must pay the employee before the perspiration gets dry, meaning before end of the month you should be paid or end of the month you should be paid or end of the week, whatever the contract is. And remember to talmatol. Talmatol is Urdu. To delay, delay is not permissible. And remember that these type of people become zalim and oppressors. So always you, the Muslim, remember the oppressed person, his dua supplication is always accepted by Almighty Allah. May Almighty Allah envelope us in his mercy. Inshallah, 5 plus 1, we'll be back with Tafsir, Surah Hadid. Hapas 1 to 2 will be the from the archives, the tafsir, and 2 to Hapas 2, our report back, and 8 to 10 tonight, inshallah, will be the Q&A with Mohan Arafat and ourselves. Make dua to all, may Allah, for our beautiful country and the Ummah at large. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.